again, things were just rocking and rolling. And I went that way for about a year and a half. Now, and I'm not telling people in regards to don't have a business partner, I'm never saying anything like that, but you better be darn sure that anything that you are involved with someone, you need to make sure you understand their motivations. What's their end game? Where do they see things, you know, three to four to five to six years later? Not that it automatically will go there, but you need to hear how a person thinks. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Vernon Brown, who previously featured on episode 201 and episode 270 of Broken Bulbs. Now, Vernon is one of the top happiness coaches in the United States, and he focuses on exploring the reasons why so many entrepreneurs and executives feel unhappy and stuck. Known on stage as the Energizer Connection Speaker, Vernon uses his skills to leave audience members at the edge of their seats and ready to change. But he also left his future up to someone else. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether that's leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend or family member, or going and supporting me directly on Patreon. That's a huge help. It takes a lot of money, time, and energy to make this show happen. So you can go to patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Remember, Williams is W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. That's patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Or just click the first link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. Enjoy the show. Vernon Brown, ready to talk about yet another one of your broken bulbs? A little shy, a little scared, because I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you're about to ask, but let's go. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Uh, you lost your first business, which is devastating for anybody. I, I mean, we put so much love, heart, and soul into our businesses. Um, but how exactly did this happen? Tell us the story about this. Oh, man, you just reopened a wound. <laughs> but it's a happy <laughs> wound, as Bob Ross would say. Happy little wound. You know, so when I kind of got built with that entrepreneurial bug many years ago, it was, <clears throat> I didn't want to be a personal trainer. I will say this, but I wanted to kind of figure out where do I start? And I said, let's start with something that I'm good at. You know, it's not about the exercise. It's about educating and teaching. One of my superpowers is I don't care how complex something is, I can teach it to anybody, no matter what it is, because I break stuff down and I make it fun. Even though I sound a little serious at times, I am a goofball and I know this. So if I can make it fun and teach you, boom, it's an instant win. And I exercise, so why not do personal training? So, you know, when I started out, I wanted to have this, I wanted to not work under any major brand or corporation. I'm not going to give, you know, third, 70%, whatever percent to anybody. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, especially because I really worked on building my brand um, in terms of, you know, I was a model. I did a lot of acting. I got a lot of commercials, a lot of ma uh, magazine covers, just print model. I'm not saying that to brag, but I didn't do those things not to leverage into the next thing. And I didn't want to build another brand or another name based upon that. So I said, I'm going to go all in. So I found the building. And this building, huge place, 10,000 square feet, you know, and of course I'm thinking about this equipment and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I'm like 26, 27 years old. I'm like, what do I do? And of course, I've met this guy. And he's like, hey, I want to run a, oh, I want to run a, um, a camp, you know, for kids. I'm like, okay. And we just started linking up. That's fancy talk for let's see what we can come up with together. And we decided to kind of split the space amongst each other. And you know, it worked. 
you know, we're signing the contract and I'm excited. We're high-fiving each other. We're doing just that typical thing. You know, we're working, you know, all day, all night, getting all the equipment set up, helping him get, you know, his equipment set up, you know, getting different clients and he's getting his thing set up. I mean, again, things were just rocking and rolling. And I went that way for about a year and a half. Now, and I'm not telling people in regards to don't have a business partner. I'm never saying anything like that. But you better be darn sure that anything that you are involved with someone, you need to make sure you understand their motivations. What's their end game? Where do they see things, you know, three to four to five to six years later? Not that it automatically will go there, but you need to hear how a person thinks and <clears throat> how they kind of played out. And again, this is a lesson that I learned and it's not a, a bad one, but it taught me that you need to hear what people's motivations are, even if they're not aware of them, at least hear how they think. And I, at that time in my life, I wasn't as upfront as I am, like not upfront as in I hid things, but I didn't want to not ask the right questions because I thought it might be offensive. And by me being, you know, slightly shy thinking, without actually confirming because it, you know so many times we confuse a conversation with confrontation versus just ask the question and deal with it later and it's like you can even pair for you can even kind of give a preamble and that's what i did a preamble hey i'm not trying to cause any disruption i'm just trying to understand is what I, if i could go back in time i would love to do that because it would have saved me a lot but what happened i came into the studio one day and i noticed i saw there were a couple other people there I'm like this is interesting and I just thought it was some of his clients, but no, what he had done is he started renting our space out to other people. I'm like, this is odd if, you know, they didn't sign this and didn't sign the contract. And this is, you know, we pay for this together. So I didn't say anything. I did it. Was I going back now? Would I could change that? Absolutely. This went on for about four or five months. And what may led me to speaking to him was, I could not train the people that I had because there would be tons of people there. I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, things started adding up and I just walked up to him like, what's going on? And he was singing a completely different tone, completely different. Um, and, and things got a little, I wouldn't say nasty, but I could start to see the true colors. And I recognized that his long play was, I want to rent this space out and I want to do this and I want to do that and unbeknownst to me. So instead of him consulting with me and confiding in me saying, this is what I want to do. Let's do this together and let's grow this place. Maybe you don't have to train and things like that. He decided to take the show on himself and uh, what, how that led to, because, you know, sometimes some people move too fast and they don't recognize what they're doing was I started noticing that even though I'm paying my portion of the bills, and, you know, that was still very frustrating. You know, another conversation, I started noticing that certain things started dropping off. Like I started to notice the cleaning wasn't getting done, that we paid for maintenance. I started to notice that the AC wasn't on during the summer. It's like 105 degrees in Virginia. I'm like, what is going on? And immediately red lights went off and I was like, something's up. I was like, he's not paying the bills. And, you know, we both pay, but I'm paying. And I'm assuming that he was paying his portion. Come to find out after I did a little bit of digging, aka let me log in. $4,000 here, you know, owed, you know, $2,800 here, or $1,300 here, hold. I'm like, oh, owed. I was like, oh my God, I have got to get out of this. And fortunately, it was the, at the end of my term where I could walk away. I didn't have to give anything. I noticed I could just walk away. And I walked away. And that taught me, you know, so many things. Um, one, you need to speak up. It's not a confrontation, it's conversation. Number two, you need to understand what people's end game is and make sure the communication is you know, open. Communication is everything. And three, don't ever 
ever, ever, ever leave your fate in someone else's hands. It's not about trusting people, but it's understanding people's lives could change. Somebody's family member could get sick and they need money. Somebody could lose their job. I mean, so many different things. And this time he was going through a really tough divorce. Never shared that with me. And it's none of my business, truly, but it can change the way a person thinks. And um, it, was, it was a blessing in disguise, believe it or not, because it taught me so much, but it also taught me that, you know, you, 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 things happen in life. You can be bitter or you can move on. And I moved on, all for the better, of course. So how is it that you, you know, now, because I'm assuming this is something you do differently now, is that you ask the right questions and you kind of have those tough conversations. And I like that distinction between it's conversation, not confrontation. How do you get up the kind of gumption and the courage to go out and have that conversation because it, it is scary even if even if you know it has to be done even if you're even if you know the guy won't be offended it's still kind of scary so how do you work through that you, you know and i love this because this is a world-class question it's you know i mentioned it's about kind of giving a preamble to things is one of the things one of the routes it's hey you know i want to take the time to just ask so i can understand i never want you to pursue uh, assume or to think i'm questioning your character you know, so give a preamble. Number two is ask permission. Permission is everything. When people get offended, many, 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 many cases, couples, platonic friendships, business friendships, it's because you didn't ask permission. And let me give an example of permission. Do you mind if I ask you a difficult question? Once that person has that chance to say, ooh, okay, I received that, it's game on. When you don't ask that, it becomes a boundary issue for them, or it could potentially be a boundary issue, and it becomes, they have all of this stuff, all of us have this stuff built up. And you asking a question about what do you, what's your long-term picture here could mean that to them or whomever, and this is an assumption here, kind of going in a moment, is you don't think I'm smart enough to think in the future. When that's not anything that you said, but with permission, it dissipates all that, and they're open to, receive, to hearing you. And I think um, the last point is this. I never misconstrue a person's uncomfortability or maybe they even their lack of thinking to that far as a confrontation. You can squirm all you want. You can sit there and, and hum and ha. And, but the, one of the big things is, is I recognize that's not real. That just be my, how you, that's more than likely how you look when you think. And I always have asked and I've learned to ask the tough questions. It's not comfortable at first because you feel like you're hurting them. You're not. You're making people think. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's fantastic advice for anybody in any situation, whether it's business, relationships, any any sort of relationship there is. Um, yeah, Any anything else you'd like to add to this one before we get on to the plug? Yeah, it, it's, it, it's the confidence. I think I want to you know, plug that there. The confidence isn't in that I'm always going to be right, or the confidence is you're always going to know what to say or do, but it's the confidence that you know you see something and it's important that you speak on it, you know, because we've all had those moments when you say, I wish I had a said. Those get old eventually, especially you're an entrepreneur. You get tired of saying, I wish I had of. And I really know that, you know, that was about, yeah, my son was, you know, you know, he was about to be here. And I learned that in order to get ahead in many cases in life, you have to be brave and bold and confidence is part of that. Step into it. I'm not afraid of, you know, my own emotions. And if I feel it, that's okay, but be brave. And of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear what's working for you now. Of course, you're a happiness coach. So why don't you tell us what it means to be a happiness coach? You've obviously worked on your own confidence and now you kind of pass that on to other people. Tell us where we can go to support you and find your work. 
you know, and thank you for this. It's, you know, ownyourhappy.com and it's happy with an I. Why an I? Because you matter. And this is my course where we talk about, you know, self-confidence. We really break down what that means, how to get it, how to do it. So you can eat it, sleep it, think it and be it. But also there's about boundaries and how you can construct these positive boundaries that aren't mean, but using kind and caring language would say to execute and ask what you want without being offensive. For example, hey, Alex, let's make the best use of these 30 minutes. How would you like to proceed? And that's just an example of a time boundary, because when you say things like that to people, they're conscious of it and they hear it. They don't feel rushed. They just feel more respectful. But the course is all about entrepreneurs. You know, I'm sure we're excellent with our ideas and ideation um, and making sure some things happen. But how well are we really translating that over to how we, you know, relate to our team members and to our coworkers and to some of our employees, which is a big thing in terms of growth and expansion. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to have links to that and everything else that you're doing down in the show notes so people can go and check that out. And uh, I guess own their happy. And with that, I just got to say thank you very much for joining me. Alex, you're the man. I love your show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Clarify your why. Special thank you to Vernon Brown for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work which I have linked down in the show notes. And make sure you listen to episodes 201 and 270 of Broken Bulbs as well. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.